Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Tuesday, January the 4th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of 2 Corinthians again, chapter 5, verses 14 through 20. 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 14 through 20. And just the other day, in fact, I think it was uh, probably yesterday, I was talking to this particular man, uh, well-established, he has his own business and so on, uh, probably late 50s, maybe early 60s, and uh, he has a number of employees that he works with. And uh, he was coming home from work, and I happened to be outside sweeping. And uh, he said, oh, uh, I said, how's it going? And he said, oh, uh, I wish it was uh, a little better. Uh, I said, oh, why is that? Uh, and he said, well, he said, uh, this morning when I came in to, uh, to work, uh, I was very frustrated over a particular business operation that uh, we were involved in. And I really uh, lit into uh, the supervisor. And unfortunately, uh, some of the employees were standing around and uh, I really, uh, I really let the whole situation get the better of me, and uh, I'm feel so uh, embarrassed and ashamed of that. And uh, he said, uh, hmm, I, I really, uh, it clouded my whole day. And I said, Well, is that your normal way of operating? That you just light into your employees. And he said, oh, no. He said, uh, I said, well, what, what, what was the reaction of the other people that were there? He said, well, a lot of them were, looked surprised, even shocked. Some quickly kind of turned and walked away and uh, were looking for cover, it looked like. And I said, well, I said, so that one particular episode that you had, uh, it's not your regular way of acting. He said, oh, no. He said, that's what's so, uh, so disappointing. I said, well, uh, the most important thing now is what you do after what you did. I said, you don't want your embarrassment and shame, your regret, uh, to define the whole of who you are. And you don't want your resentment, your uh, shame, or your embarrassment uh, to lead to self-pity, where you begin to feel sorry for yourself. He said, well, I'm not really sure, you know, what I ought to do. I said, well, I said, usually an apology helps. I said, and perhaps tomorrow, when you go in, you can talk to that employee privately 
And it might not be a bad idea, if you think appropriate, to also perhaps gather the workers together that were in the office, offer them an apology and an explanation, and um, move on. And he said, well, he said, uh, I really think I'm going to do that. I said, well, I think for one thing, you'll feel better. Your employee will certainly feel better. And a lot of the intention, uh, the um, atmosphere and walking on eggs in the office will probably be a lot lighter than they are right now. And so often I was thinking later how we often let one episode define our whole being. It may be early in life. We got a bad break. Uh, we had a head-on collision with someone or some event took place in our lives that was really traumatic. It was wrong. And yet we let that continue to define who we are, defines the whole of our life going forward. And that's such a waste. And we have to remember that we have allowed that to happen because we could have done something about it in the beginning. We could have tried to make a mid-course uh, uh, correction rather than to allow one particular episode for the whole of our life. If we were acting out of character, as we say, out of, out of the normal way in which we deal with, with people, events, uh, we don't let that define our whole life. Uh, would we really want to judge Simon, who became Peter, by his denial of Jesus? Would we want to let Saul, who became St. Paul, define the whole of his life that he initially persecuted and was there supervising the martyrdom of the first church saint after Christ, St. Stephen? Of course not. Of course not. We wouldn't have St. Peter and we wouldn't have St. Paul. We wouldn't have St. Augustine and so many of the saints. As I've said time and again before, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. When we don't allow, when we cooperate with God's grace and God's mercy, we don't allow one episode, however bad, however traumatic, to define the whole of our life. And St. Paul, who is very familiar with this, as I indicated, he was one Saul, who, as St. Luke tells us, breathed murderous threats against the followers of Christ. But he met the Lord Jesus. And Saul and Paul in our reading says, this means that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation the old order has passed away. Now all is new. All this has been done by God, 
who has reconciled himself to us through Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation, has entrusted that to us to forgive. And in forgiving, we are forgiven. Not only do we heal the other, but we also heal ourselves. But if we, if we do nothing, just kind of say, oh, forget about it, it wasn't really me, uh, it's never really healed. And it's never really forgotten. Um, it needs the balm, the healing ointment and salve of acknowledgement, contrition, a firm amendment not to do it again with God's grace, and then to go forth and live that all has been made new. And we're right at the beginning of a new year. And some people are living what happened last year or the year before or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. And that becomes the whole script for their life, the tape they keep playing in their head over and over again. At the beginning of this new year, only four days in, it's good for us to not let one episode or one thing define who we are, especially if it's traumatic, hurtful, and we have been wrongly hurt, wrongly done, a grave injustice. But we are not healed, neither is the other. St. Ambrose once said that no one is ever healed by hurting another. And we are not. Vengeance is not ours that belongs to someone else, belongs to God. And God's vengeance is the giving of his own son. God's vengeance was actually God's loving healing on the cross. And so today, as we are still basking in the newness of this new year and this first month, let us not let our past, some episode from either yesterday or a week ago or years ago, define who we are. The old order has passed away. Now all is new. And this has been done by God, who reconciled himself through Christ. It's tremendous hope that we don't fall into self-pity we don't fall into that behavior or ignore it. We acknowledge it, but we also do indeed move on. Not on as just forgetting about it, but having been reconciled. And that's a great healing and a great liberation. So as we continue in this new year, the newness of this new year, if we have those episodes and instances, let us, let us forgive, let us pray, let us open our hearts to the grace 
of the one who forgave from the cross that we might be healed and those who are in need of healing will receive God's grace through us. God bless you.